said, you know, what do you guys think about recording this? I think I decided that we have to come out of this pandemic with something. So I said, yeah. So he sent me this mic. I kept the mic because I recorded that entire album on my phone. Hello, and welcome to Harp Column Podcast, taking you behind the stories in Harp Column from a practical harpist perspective. My name is Christina Finch, and I will be your guide to all things harp. Music for today's episode comes from the album Force Majeure, recorded by Desron Douglas, and today's guest and feature interview in the January-February 2021 issue of Harp Column, Brandy Younger. Back at the start of the pandemic, Brandy and Desron started streaming on Fridays at 11. They called these streams brunches. I can remember tuning in on Facebook to a few of these brunches, but when I learned that the featured album for this episode, Force Majeure, had been created completely out of these streams and recorded in Brandy's living room, I had about 5,000 questions. So let's dive right in. So Des and I had a concert scheduled at Columbia that was canceled, and we don't usually do dual concerts, so you know we were looking forward to it. So we decided, you know, why don't we just do it on Facebook Live? We'll just do it here in the living room. And we didn't plan on doing it more than once. But then people started looking for it. And they kept writing us like, I was so depressed. I absolutely needed to see this or hear this at, you know, my lunch break. So we kept doing it on Friday mornings. And I was recording all of them. And right toward the beginning, His name is Scotty McNeese. He owns a label called International Anthem based out of Chicago. And we know him because both Desron and I record with one of his artists, Makai McRaven, on a couple of his albums. And he said, you know, what do you guys think about recording this? I think I decided that we have to come out of this pandemic with something, even if it's just like one song. And of course, at this time, we didn't know that we'd still be here right now. You know, we're thinking like it's going to be, I don't know, a month, a few weeks, a month, okay, a couple months. You know, we didn't know how long these phases were going to be. So I said, yeah. So he sent me this mic, which I I love it. I felt I kept the mic. I love this mic. It's a Shure MV88. I mean, I've told every harvest about this that has asked me because I recorded that entire album on my phone and it's a wonderful condenser mic you know, without having to deal with the interface and multiple mics. I felt so proud. I was like, I am the engineer on this project. So he's actually the one that listened to everything in the end, picked the tracks, placed them, chose what banter he wanted to use, and strategically placed that. So we can't take any credit for that because he actually put that together. One thing, I said, can we just can we just put it out? What was this, like June, July, the summer? And he, no, I think we should wait until December. Just kind of like drop it on him. And I was like, oh, can we just do it earlier? It makes more sense. And no, no, November the earliest, maybe we could announce it in November. 
And I didn't understand his rationale, but I guess that's why he does what he does and why I just play the harp. Because it was a great idea, you know. We all, when I say we, people started to just really adjust to this new situation and started to create some kind of regularity out of it. It goes off people's minds. So December comes, or November, and I think they announced it, and it was definitely really, really, really well received, probably more than we, um, definitely more than we anticipated, because again, these are like very candid performances. <laughs> a lot of these mornings, and I think I did talk about this in the article, a lot of these mornings we didn't feel like doing this, or there were protests going on down the street, or these mobile hospitals that they're setting up in Central Park. You know, we live at the top of Central Park on 110th Street. So we're by, we're by Mount Sinai. Ambulances, you can probably hear an ambulance or two in the recording, you can hear a train go by. So it, it got really dark for a while. So all of that was very much captured in those, in those recordings. We're gonna dedicate this one to the memory of Ahmad Arbery, who was slain in February by pure evil. That's all, that's all it is, it's more than racism. Racism is just the root of it. It's, you know, it's pure evil. What we definitely don't need in society right now. Um, we need more love and less division. You dig? So this is called Wise One by John Coltrane. Brandy and Desron's streams on Facebook anymore, but that doesn't mean they've stopped. They still stream monthly, but only through Patreon. Don't know about Patreon? Well, basically, it's a membership-based platform where people are able to financially support creators on a monthly basis and are rewarded with tiered and exclusive content. In researching for this episode, I found that Desron and Brandy are relatively new to Patreon, so I asked Brandy to share about her decision to join the platform. First of all, Patreon is not new. It has been around for a while. And people have been telling me to join for forever. And I'm like, ah, I don't, I'm not comfortable here. Give me money, support me, support my tour. I'm just, I've never been that person. Pandemic happens and Robin Cartier texts me, Brandy, you have to get on this. And I'm like, I know, but Robin, I don't want to, it seems so it's uncomfortable and she's like what's uncomfortable you see this person and that person on it you know she was just like look you know like you better get over yourself <laughs> as we were doing the streams and we realized that we didn't like the virtual tip jar idea neither of us felt really comfortable with it i felt like musicians had therapy sessions and zooms about tip jars because there were so many producers and people that put on shows for a living who had also lost their work. They were encouraging it. They were like, look, people want to support you guys, all of you. you we've got like huge Zooms, right? <laughs> all these musicians from like multiple genres. And, you know, they would just tell us like, you have to understand that 
the arts are something that are supported. And whether you're playing a festival, that festival was sponsored by this family or that company, you know, really it was like therapy. So <laughs> I still didn't feel comfortable with the virtual tip jar, but we still did it, right? Against our feelings. As time went on, we didn't want to have to keep doing that. And we didn't post the links every every concert. My sister would post it sometimes for us. And, you know, so it's just like, I don't like this. <laughs> I don't like this. came from someone just saying you guys why aren't you looking at patreon and it was from someone like someone over in the uk who she's like a tour manager who really works with wonderful wonderful artists so because she sent it because robin sent it because we felt so uncomfortable with the tip jar but we wanted to continue our streams in some capacity that's why we started it and the the way to get Desron on board was like, look, we can do a couple of tiers so that one is really more focused on education. So you can finish all your little etude sheets that I don't understand. We have things that we haven't actually written out for ourselves. So spend, he does Sibelius, I do Finale, we do our own thing, but it forced us to get certain teaching materials together that we didn't have to do because all of our lessons were in person and we use a page from this, a page from that, write this there, write this that. But on the computer, you can't do that. I mean, I do sometimes open up a separate Zoom window with my iPad. I can draw on it and they can see the changes that are happening in real time. But this forced us both to sort of sit down and I'm making pages of arpeggios and he's making pages of, of exercises in a major key and and I'm starting to write out some of the pieces that I've written or arranged, you know, so that was, even though he doesn't, even though I'm the one that contributes to that level, that tier, way more than him, that was the thing that got him on board. And then we decided to do the, the brunch monthly because he is in some capacity working, you know, maybe sometimes at Smalls downtown. A lot of the venues here in the city, they're just doing streams now. So it's, it's definitely not what it was, but it is something. And he's always worked more than me. He's a bass player. Like who needs a harpist? Everyone needs a bass player. Everyone needs a harpist. <laughs> Nobody needs a harpist. So, so doing it once a month took the pressure off of us to like have to produce something every single week, but it also kept this thing going. Patreon's not huge, but it's actually 
a nice amount so that people feel like they can contribute and then we actually listen. You know, it's, there's not a thousand people. I think we have about 70 patrons and they've been quite, quite loyal. So, so far it's been a great experience. I don't like doing videos as talkative as I am. I don't like talking on the phone and I don't like making videos. And my weakness is YouTube. Everyone's like, you gotta get your YouTube presence up. You gotta get your YouTube presence up. And I'm like, but I don't like videos. So with the Patreon, I do videos in my pajamas for them. It's just them, they, you know? And I'm like, so we're gonna work on this piece. And I don't know how you guys play this, but I, you know, do this with my wrist. It's, it's it, I like it, it's comfortable. And I don't mind those people seeing in my PJs. Kind, charming, and incredibly talented. Her joy is infectious, and by all accounts, she's created magical lemonade out of the pile of lemons that was 2020. To close our conversation, I asked Brandy to share a little bit more about her experiences with streaming during the pandemic and how she has found ways to better connect with her audiences over the internet. In real time, when the brunches were happening, we weren't really treating these yeah. as like these staged performances. Right, right. You know? People used to have salon parties. It's like we were playing in the living room and folks are over and we're talking. Yeah. You know, my mom's yelling at me on the chat, you know? But we just did um, a stream for Jazz at Lincoln Center and it was funny because they asked us, do you want to see the chat while you're streaming? And this is the first time a venue has asked us if we want to see the chat. And I was like, well, yeah, because it's hard when it's just streaming to nothing in these clubs. It, it was completely quiet, dark, and it's just us. It's like, at least we could talk to each other. Like we have to make it informal or else it's just dry. So when it's just the two of us, we're in this beautiful hall overlooking, you know, at the Time Warner Center, it's just so beautiful, overlooking Central Park. And then it's just us in the dark. I finally said, can someone send us a message? <laughs> Somebody please talk. And they had a teleprompter and it was, they held the comments back until we gave the okay, I realized that. And then they would send some questions through and we could read it on the teleprompter. And that helps me out a lot because otherwise it's just like, hey. Next song. Yeah, or did you mean to do that at the end? <laughs> you know? <laughs> episode of Harp Column Podcast. Many thanks to Brandy Younger for joining us today. Music for today's episode comes from the album Force Majeure, recorded by Desron Douglas and Brandy Younger in their New York City apartment living room. If you'd like to learn more about Harp Column, please visit www.harpcolumn.com and subscribe today to gain access to current and past issues, as well as a lot of great web content. My name is Dr. Christina Finch, and we at Harp Column hope that you have a wonderful week.